One is perspective. So remember, the Christian life is attitudes and actions. We have to understand correctly. We have to know how to act on it. And then we have to follow through. So first is perspective. You view ourselves as obligated. When we, we didn't come, nobody forced us here this morning. Nobody twisted our arms this morning and threatened to beat us, beat us to death if we didn't show up. We got up, we, we got showered and ready, and we came. We're here by choice. And so the perspective is we must view ourselves having come here as now obligated as a servant would be to Christ and to what he expects of us. We don't come here and get a slap on the back and go out in the world to do whatever he wants. We give ourselves to him as we willingly give ourselves to him as slaves. An aside, as I was looking over some of this material, one of the things in the Middle East was very common among slaves when they were made slaves of masters was to make a mark on their foreheads. And you know, what is the early sign of the cross was up here on the forehead. Now it's believed that that was the symbol of the high priest and it's a symbol of our, our priesthoods. And yes, but it's also, ironically, a symbol of slavery in the ancient world. And we are slaves of Christ, servants of Christ. And that's our perspective. We're obligated to do this stuff. All that we have, another part of perspective, all that we have belongs to our master. You know, we think of everything in terms of it's my car, my job, my house, my wife, my kids. It's all related to self. But in this case, everything we have belongs to God. Our money, our jobs, our family, our, our families, our property, our status in life, our attitude should be one, our perspective should be one of this belongs to God and I'm doing it for Him instead of it's mine. Well, if it's ours, do we get to take it with us when we die? No. Naked came I into this world and naked I go out again. So Job said. And he's right. We don't take anything with us. So it's not ours. It's on loan. And we are stewards. We need to represent Him in taking care of that which is on loan to us. So that's our perspective. That's the, that's the way we begin to see. Secondly, our duties. Our duties as Christian stewards then, as slaves of Christ, are obviously to believe, to believe correctly. And thank God for orthodoxy because it tells us how to believe correctly instead of believe whatever you want. Well, that doesn't make any sense watching some video with Peter Craig, the Roman Catholic theologian the other day, and he said, he, he's a philosophy professor at Boston University, and he's really good about showing the illogical nature of human, human sin. Uh, and he said, some, he went to a student, in a philosophy class, a student said, or he said, a student said, truth is relative. All truth is relative. And Craig said, is that true? And the student, and the student, and the student didn't know what to say. The argument was over. Well, we have to believe correctly. You can't just believe anything that doesn't make any sense. So we have to believe. We have to obey. Having been given the principles of faith, we have to obey. For example, when Christ says, forgive your enemies and pray for them, he means it. We don't have a choice there. If we really want to go on with Christ, we have to obey that. You know it. I know it. <laughs> joke in our family and the American people know it. Uh, so uh, thank God Bob Dole at least gave us part of that. Anyway, uh, we have to obey. 
we want to go on, we have to obey. If we're servants or slaves, we have to obey. What about prayer? This is not an option. You might want to consider praying, people. It's a good thing. We are not given a choice. We have to learn to pray. That's one of our duties as servants of Christ. Pray all the time, always, without ceasing. The monastics in Orthodox tradition pray through the day and through the night. And if you've read anything about that, you know, it's, we always feel very inadequate when we compare ourselves to that because they spent so much time in prayer. St. John Maximovich and St. Paisios the Athenite, two of which spent all but like an hour or two a night praying for the world. Because that's how important it was. And they understood that, that was fulfilling that obligation was more important than taking care of themselves. They were slaves of Christ in that regard. And giving. So it's not something we do because we feel okay and we want to feel better about ourselves and get some acknowledgement when we give money to the church. It's an obligation. It's God's money. And you know, the, the standard in everything is God expects of us to give the first fruits and then the rest is ours. So some slaves in the ancient world, both in the Middle East and, and in the Roman Empire, were actually allowed to do some business transactions, even eventually some in the Roman Empire, buy their freedom. So, so they did have some options, but first and foremost, they had to obey. And first and foremost, one of the things, one of the characteristics, one of the duties of slaves of Christ is that we give of the first fruits. And so our money belongs to God. Think, well, I can't tithe, I can't give. Well, how will I make ends meet? Well, we can do all kinds of other things, like get it, take out loans for houses and cars and all kinds of stuff. One of my favorite cartoons was the one where the stewardship campaign came around and the and member of the parish was going to people and asking them to give. And so there's one family that goes out and they go to buy a new refrigerator and it says only, you know, six months of payments. And so, where, I'm in, I'm in, where do I sign, the person says. And then it's a new house and then it's a new car. And everyone is like, okay, okay, where do I sign? And then it came time to sign a pledge card and said, oh, no, I never tie myself down. <laughs> that person does not know what it means to be a slave of Christ. And then to make time for God. You're here because you made time for God today. It's, it's important that we set this standard on Monday, but it's every day. Every day, God should be the key to our time. That's, and, and it's expected of us. So make it. We have to make it. You say, I don't have time for God. <laughs> yeah, you do. I found out. I used to think, I don't have time for all this stuff. Uh, get up earlier, by golly. So just get up earlier or stay up later. Whatever, whatever works. There's no rule there except that we have to make time. It's a part of our duty. We don't go to sleep when the master is still in the house needing service because we are slaves. That's a part of our duty. And to repent. Jesus, remember I've told you this before, but the first commandment out of the mouth of our Lord Jesus was repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So we need to be repentant people. If you look at Orthodox saints, what do you see? They all keep looking inside and finding more dirt and repenting and we're going, oh, this is so negative and so, so browbeating and I can't handle this. This is good. This is one of our duties. We have failed. We all fail as stewards, as slaves of Christ. 
So we need to acknowledge that because that's the only way we're going to correct it and make it right. And that's one of our duties. It's not one of the things we might want to consider doing. It's one of our duties. And the third part of this is of these expectations, perspective duties, is demeanor. What is our final demeanor in all this? Well, you know, we, we Americans, we don't like anybody telling us what to do. Uh, especially, I won't admit it, but I don't want Jesus telling me what to do. Uh, I'm by golly my own man, uh, and I'm going to do it my way. Uh, we, that's the way we want it. But the fact of the matter is, we need to have a demeanor of compliance. And with that compliance comes two things. Without complaint, and with thanksgiving. Wow. It's enough that you ask me to do all this stuff I don't want to do. Tell me I have to be thankful and not complain, and whine and bellyache and moan, and why me, and all that kind of stuff. I'm a slave of Christ. I don't have that right. In fact, what did Jesus say when he gave a parable about one of the parables about slavery? He said that the slave, the servant, should say, when even praised for being faithful, we are unworthy servants. We have only done our duty. Wow. The words of Christ. That's the attitude we should have. Demeanor we should have. You know, we are in a, you all know that we are in a time when people are in despair. Uh, and I have a hypothesis about this. And that is once upon, despair seems to be worse now than it ever was. But I think that several generations back, people were brought up with the notion that God was, and God was out there in control. And even if they didn't care, didn't act like servants or stewards, they had that back there in the back of their minds. Well, that's gradually been whittled away. And now there's nothing but a huge vacuum and people are looking for some meaning in life, some reason, and they're not finding it. They're finding this vacuum, and it's crying out. The vacuum that needs to be filled with God is crying out, fill me. And instead, people are saying, I don't know how. So what do we do? We turn to entertainment, and we turn to drugs, and alcohol, and, and whatever. Whatever to fill it, and it doesn't work. So people are in despair. And learning to be stewards is one of the ways in which by becoming stewards of the mysteries of God, we begin to be filled by God. His, by His very life begins to be given to us. So it behooves us to learn the principles of stewardship. It's for our own blessing and benefit. We shouldn't see it as something, oh, I don't want to be a Christian. They ask too much. God only asks us what we can give Him. He knows the limitations of that. Remember that opening quote, and, I, and my change to it. This is how we should regard ourselves as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Keep this in mind this week as you go through the week, and, and, and try to note how many times this thing really comes to point, and you realize it gives us some guidance on how to step forward and go through all of life in all of its circumstances. When you're driving home and someone cuts you off on the freeway, stewards of the mysteries of God. And when your spouse or your kids get out of line today and the day starts to fall apart, keep this in mind. It tells us what we got to do. So anyway, we are stewards, servants of Christ, and stewards of the mysteries of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.